by COVID. We're live, fellas. Division preview, season in full effect. We're on to the last two divisions, last but certainly not least. And we're kicking it off with the AFC North. This division sent uh, three teams to the playoffs last year, right? Yep. Did indeed. And another uh, continuing the trend. Another lower division uh, ranked team in the Browns defeating the uh, division champion in the playoffs. The the third such instance uh, last year, I think. I think it was. It must be just those three. It has to um, be. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to. Uh, we'll have to check the. You know, pro football reference. See, uh, is the other one uh, the Rams, the Rams uh, Seahawks, and then the Bucks, yep. obviously. Yep. Were they all favorites, or were the Seahawks favorites? The Seahawks because were the favorites. Browns and okay, the Browns and the Buccaneers. Were no, they favorites, weren't. Though. The Bucks for sure were. The Browns, I'm pretty sure, were two point favorites. Really? I don't think they were. I mean, man. The, I think yeah, the, the Steelers were two point or two and a half. I don't think the Browns were favorites. No? I don't think they were. I think the Bucks were. I do not think the Browns were. The Bucks for sure were. Uh, because I'll look they were it up here. Early. Unless you're looking up, Tommy. I, I was going to look it up. You know, Go it's, for it's, it. It's, it's little clicks and say the anyway. Seahawks were like 11-point favorite. Like they were something kind of ridiculous. No, no, they weren't. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. They were two, I think. No. It was more than that. Because golf short. was questionable until the very last minute. And people thought Walford was going to play. Walford did play. Walford started. That's right. And got hurt and got Dude, the Seahawks were more than two point favorites. I can guarantee that. I'll put a, a stamp of guaranteed approval that they were at least four point favorites against the Rams. I think it was more. Are you looking up the old lines? Yeah, I am. Wow, the Steelers were minus five and yep. a half. What were what, wow? What, what were the joke. Seahawks? I think the Seahawks were shorter, but I'm. I'm What's your reference? Right what are you using? That was CBS Sports. It was just the first blink I. I think the, that number moved down. A lot of people bet on the Browns. It did. Because I remember it was it like did. closed it at did. two and a half. I think. I uh, yeah, I think it did. Um, it was minus, Seahawks minus three. Okay. It says on the same CBS website. I was wrong. Maybe that one moved up because I remember it being kind of fat. Yeah. Anyway, that was uh, those were some good games. We get that uh, betting podcast going, boy. That we'll, Browns we'll have game that wasn't a information good game. Ready. To be no, it was a bad game. Browns whooped them. No, it wasn't. I said that, and then and also the Seattle game. It's not was a bad good game too. either. I said that, and immediately I was like, "Oh, that was yeah, not the, right." The Browns were the, the Browns were up like twenty-one nothing. If you like went to take a piss after kickoff. Yeah. You would have come back out, and it was like fourteen nothing already. Um, yeah. Anyway, enough with the crude. That was crude, wasn't it? <laughs> hey, we bring we bring the crude element to the family show from time to time. Occasionally, it's two a days. <laughs> two a days, baby. Um, let's let's start off with with the Bengals, fellas. This is uh, a team that has struggled the last two seasons. Things were kind of looking up with Joe Burrow. Then he gets injured, and uh, I don't know if they won a game without him. Uh, Zach Taylor is uh, the entering his third season, and, uh, I mean, we've been talking a little bit about coaching staffs. So I think this is probably one of the weaker ones, um, if you're kind of just looking at it from, especially just from a head coach perspective. I don't really know at this point what Zach Taylor brings to the table um, that is, is anything special. Uh I mean, what what's his record? Like three and something? Six, uh, 25, um, and one. I think it's six. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't feel very confident that this team's going to be very good. We talked about them a lot, a lot in the pre-draft process and obviously beat the whole Jamar Chase versus Penny Sewell thing uh, to death. Shout out Tyler Dragon uh, with the uh, Jamar Chase call, if you will. I think, I think I'll just continue to, to say what I've been saying and that I don't think they did enough to fix the offensive line. Uh, this was, if not the worst, at least one of the bottom three offensive lines in the league last year. It was 
pretty much the reason, uh, whatever. It was the reason that Joe Burrow tore his ACL. Um, and sure, they've made a couple moves, but drafting Jackson Carmen in the second round, who you're probably going to stick at guard, and uh, signing Riley Reef, who was maybe good when he was on the Lions, uh, it just is not a recipe for success. I think the O-line will be better, but I still don't think it's going to be um, very good at protecting Joe Burrow, and I don't know if it's going to give Joe Mixon kind of the ability to show his skills as a running back enough. So I think the O-line will be better. Yes, Bobby Hart is gone, so you at least did that right, but I'm not confident in this O-line. I think the skill positions are, are good, but it doesn't really have the, the O-line to back it up, and I, I'm not feeling too hot about this defense, which, you know you know what? And last year I was I was on the Bengals a little bit, all right, and uh, they, they did me wrong. So uh, don't feel too good about this team. I think uh, Zach Taylor... Uh, will be this will be his last year as as the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm with you. I would agree with that. I would agree that this is Zach Taylor's last year. I think the offensive line is an issue. I mean, yeah, even if Carmen starts at guard, the inside of the offensive line is still kind of questionable with guys like Trey Hopkins and Quentin Spain. Um, Billy Price has been a bust. They signed Xavier Suafilo, who I guess is, if I want to say Cameron Irving is all right, you could say Xavier Suafilo is all right too as like a depth guy. But still, man, Riley Reef at right tackle. This is a uh, pretty bad offensive line, uh, I would say. And then, you know, you've got weapons on offense, and I think Joe Mixon is due to have a really good year because I do believe that he's like an elite running back. Um, I think if Burrow can stay healthy, they're going to keep themselves in games. But I think anyone would be lying to themselves to say that this offensive line is anything more than like minorly improved. Um, and I still think that it will for sure be the Achilles heel of this offense, without a doubt in my mind. Um, and then defensively, a lot of question marks, in my opinion, in the secondary. With guys like Trey Waynes. Uh, just almost seems like they're plugging holes with, like, you know. It seems like other teams uh, kind of trash. Yeah, and they're just, is, they're is like. the Bengals' treasure. Exactly. <laughs> well, what's the expression? They're, like, plugging holes with something that's not sustainable. They're not really doing things. It's a, it's a lot of plugged holes that are just waiting to be broken in, I guess. Um, and it almost seems like everything has to go right in order for things to work out well. And just the secondary. Then you look at the linebackers. Logan Wilson and Akeem Davis-Gaither are guys that both got drafted last year who I was not particularly high on. I don't think any of us really were. Um, Logan Wilson, I guess you guys liked a little bit more, if I'm not mistaken. But those guys, these guys... I liked him in a certain role and not in the third round. These guys, and Jermaine Pratt so. as well, all played last year and were like not... None of them were that good. Like, Logan Wilson and Akeem Davis-Gaither didn't have notable rookie seasons, and Jermaine Pratt is like... I guess effective, but he's also like a refrigerator. Like, he's not very mobile. Um, so, I don't really know how that is going to be any better this year. Um, and then I like Joseph Asai. I think Trey Hendrickson was a great signing. I, I like this defensive line. I will say that. Like, they lost Carl Lawson, but like DJ Reader, Larry Ogajobi, Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard, uh, Khalid Kareem is a depth piece. They drafted some guys. I, Tyler Shelvin, too, I think is a pretty high floor yeah, player. Yeah, like I said, they, they, they drafted some guys. Like they, Their D-line is like solid. Like I don't have very many bad things to say about their D-line, but the linebackers, the secondary, the offensive line, I think is a step behind um, where they should be if this team wants to be competitive. And I, and I think, I mean, before I guess Tommy says anything, it's like I don't trust in the organization's or Zach Taylor's ability to scheme out of those issues. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the receivers yeah. are awesome. That's the last thing I want to underline. Like this off Burrow and these receivers and Mixon is good enough for this team to like win a few games they're not supposed to. So I'm not like saying hit the under or anything like that. I'm just saying like they're not going to be consistent enough to be a playoff caliber team or even really close to it. I don't think, but I do think that there there'll be a team where people can watch them and be like, okay, they won six games and lost three or four close games. And it's kind of like the coach was the problem here, and they need to get a couple more linemen and maybe a piece or two on defense, and they can compete for this division in like a year. That's kind of where I'm at. 
Yeah, uh, hard for me to really disagree with with either of you. I mean, Lee, you especially, I kind of feel similarly. But I do think, I mean, one, I think Joe Burrow is on the precipice of being the league quarterback. I was incredibly impressed by him last year. I don't really see, uh, you know, I don't see him regressing too much this year. I, 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 I expect the opposite. I expect him to take the next step. I'm not going to sit here and say this offensive line is good, but I, I do kind of agree with you, Clep, that it should be at least improved. And if I think if this is an off, an average offensive line, I do get really excited about what this offense can do. Uh, obviously with Joe Mixon, but really especially from a passing standpoint with their weapons, um, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. I think that's. I mean, by but I don't think it's going to be a controversial statement to say by the end of this year that they're going to be a top three trio. Um, in the in the NFL, and I don't see why they're not. They can't be as good as CD Amari and uh, you know Michael Gallup or Tampa or Kansas City. I, I I really think they have that type of elite level talent. I mean, I think Tyler Boyd is a really good, really really good number two, and he's comfortably your number three. T Higgins is a good player as well. So uh, I do kind of get excited about this. The Bengals taking kind of a, a pass-happy approach to this offense and, and really trying to chuck the ball all, all over the yard. I think Burrow can do that. I think he can be in, you know, one of the passing leaders this, this year. I mean, I think from a fantasy perspective, I get excited about what this offense can do um, with those, you know, those four and, and Mixon too. Uh, but yeah, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. The offensive line definitely is not good and needs to perform above expectations to, you know, really take this offense to the next level. And then on defense, not too much to add. I mean, Chidobi Awuzie is a pretty solid corner um, when he's healthy. Jesse Bates is probably an elite safety, one of the better safeties in the NFL. Um, linebacker is not too impressive. And I, I do re- I like this defensive line. I think they're deep. They don't really have an elite edge rusher in, in Hubbard or Hendrickson or even Osai, but I think those are all really good players who will kind of raise the floor of this uh, of this defense. So, um, Lee, Lee, what in your mind, I guess, um, separates a team like the Bengals um, from the Jags? Like, why? Because when we talked about the Jaguars, um, you know, all three of us, too, in a sense, we're, we're pretty um, feel like good about their future. Um, and I think there's there's maybe similarities to draw between both teams. But why do you feel uh, maybe a little um, more? You think that like why do you think the Bengals are like worse than them? Um, first of all, just from a coaching standpoint, like at least I know Urban Meyer hasn't coached an NFL game, but at least it's like a fresh face in the building. So it's almost like they're a step ahead of Cincinnati when it comes to like implementing a new culture and like a new energy in the building. Um, I maybe it's controversial. I think Trevor Lawrence is better than Joe Burrow. Um, I think that the offense as a whole in Jacksonville offensive line included, is better than Cincinnati's uh, from top to bottom, just from a quarterback standpoint, from an offensive line standpoint. I think there might be a, there's a minor drop-off in the weapons. Uh, I think Cincinnati has better weapons with Jamar Chase, T against Tyler Boyd. But it's not like it's a huge drop-off. Um, I still think guys like DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault are really, really good, high-caliber players that can get the job done for you. Um, and then on defense, I think that the Jaguars just have a better defense, especially in the secondary. Um, they have a better defense and they have more talent on the, on the defensive side of the ball and they're in an easier division in my opinion. So all those mm-hmm. things kind of, you know, combined make me think, you know, Jacksonville is a better team. Really, now that you mentioned it, Clef, I'm looking at the schedule. Uh, Thursday night football in Cincinnati, September 30th, Jacksonville. Oh my God, isn't that a classic Thursday night matchup? I think that'll be a really fun game. Won't be shocked if either side wins, but yeah, I'm definitely leaning more Jacksonville, and I think that's a great question, Clep. Um, Just think there are like, there's like a little bit more push in Jacksonville, a little bit more optimism, I would say, right now. Um, And I don't want to bash Burrow at all, like he really was impressive last year, but the guy's coming off an ACL injury, and his offensive line is still bad. Um, I know ACL injuries are more common than they used to be and they're more fixable than they used to be, but still, uh, you know, if I'm going to say it about Tua, I'll say it about Burrow and I know Tua's injury was different. Throwing the football in a live action game coming off an ACL injury, it affects your, your confidence in your delivery for sure. Um, and it affects your ability to navigate the pocket, at least at a low level. Uh, so those are things that you have to take into account early in the season with Burrow as a guy who's only started, you know, what? I don't know what week he got injured in. Was it nine games or eight games he started? 
Um, you know, so the sample size is still pretty small. What I will say about Cincinnati that uh, is good for them is that uh, before the bye, their schedule is not particularly hard. They've got nine nine games before the bye. They play the Jets. They play the Lions. They play Jacksonville. They play Pittsburgh. They play Minnesota. They play Chicago. Um, and then two other division games in Green Bay. You know, it, that it could be a lot harder than that. I think that they, they could start out the season actually doing re- relatively well. But I just don't know if I believe in the sustainability of this team having like a winning culture. It's just been so long. I'm not ready to hop on Cincinnati as a legitimate contender right now in any shape or form. Division contender, 500 contender, I guess, would be where I would put them. Is that that? They could they should be contending to get to five hundred this year, and I would be mildly impressed. Yeah. Uh, shout shout out to my guy uh, Antonio Phillips at corner, undrafted free agent from Ball State. From oh the, yeah, that's uh, right. From the from the Tommy and Klepp special podcast. I agree with that. Yeah, that is true. I had COVID. I mean, I is Zach Taylor like? Is Zach Taylor just kind of? I mean, what do we think of Zach Taylor? Like, what what impact? Well, does you he are have on what your record your record says you are, right? I mean, yeah, yeah totally. Six twenty five and one, man. I don't care who you're coaching. This is the NFL. You know. I know, but there's 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 some there's some context there that you know you wouldn't make the same argument with Shanahan, obviously, when when you, he had his record um, through the injuries and and everything like that, you know. Well, I kind of did, and I look like a fool for it, I guess. But yeah, but you obviously viewed it. You, I mean, it's you definitely maybe different. Looked like a little bit of a fool, but it's he. You definitely didn't view him the same way as Zach no. Taylor. I don't think. Any but I never liked Zach. Zach, Zach Taylor. It almost seemed like was hired off of Rams hype in the first place. Yeah, the thing with Zach Taylor to me, Tommy, is that there wasn't much before that like he did. It was like McVeigh. Like, it wasn't yeah. like he was like he wasn't a play caller or anything, and it seemed like the the Bengals like hired him like too soon. Yeah, yeah. No, so. I agree. I mean, I I I, I wish they had a, a different coach because I feel like I'd be more excited about this team. You know, uh, I think it's hard it's hard to really put this team over the top when you you kind of have a not even a negative view, but just kind of an unsure. Uh, you know, view on, on Zach Taylor. Let's go uh, to the Browns. Uh, third place team last year, but a playoff team. Um, potentially, maybe was once the playoffs came around, the the best team out of these three, at least just with how they were playing uh, last year. And there, you know, not much has has really changed um, with this team. Other like meaning, um, I'm, I'm, I mean to say. No one has really left. They've kind of just added pieces. Um, they added uh, in free agency Troy Hill and John Johnson, both from the Rams. We've talked about that signing uh, a couple times before. Um, brought in Jadavian Clowney, who, you know, maybe he doesn't do everything that he, he used to be able to do, um, but I think it's it's still a pretty good addition to your D-line. And offense, everything kind of stays in place. You're getting Odell back, which – you know, hey, maybe a, a cynical Browns fan would say that's a that's not necessarily a good thing, uh, but you know, one of the more solid rosters uh, from from top to bottom. I think there's some stuff to left be desired uh, on the defensive side, um, especially kind of at the linebacker uh, position, um, and maybe even up the middle uh, of the defensive line. But my guy Tommy Togiai is is coming to to fill that uh, hole. So. Um, I think that this team will be good again. I think Baker, too, um, can take that next step. This is his fourth year in the NFL and first time that he's ever going um, from the same offense from the year before. So I think you might see Stefanski try and put more on his plate, and I think he can continue to be efficient. Um, Will he ever be good enough to be that guy that leads uh, his team to a Super Bowl? Uh, I'm not sure, right? I mean... In the playoff game against the Chiefs, he had an opportunity uh, with the ball in the fourth quarter. 
down a score to go uh, put them up, and uh, it didn't it didn't happen, right? So so when when it comes to, I think we talk about well we talk about this with the Ravens, right? They have a system, um, but you know at, at what point can your players kind of make make plays and and do what they have to do to win games when it matters? But uh, Tommy, you feel really good good about this team and and, and like um, the direction that it's heading. Yeah, I mean, I put a, I've laid down a two-unit bet on this team to win their uh, division, the, this division at plus 150. I feel Ooh. I feel really good about it. I think uh, this team, dare I say, I think they have the highest floor in the division. Um, I do, I think Odell coming back is, is pretty big. I think kind of the narrative that he wasn't really as effective, you know, as, I mean, you know, obviously it's not like it was in New York, but I think he was a good player. Last year, obviously, I remember that Cowboys game. He pretty much took that game over. Um, I still think Odell has really high-end talent. And in this system, I think getting him back is a huge, uh, a huge you know, upgrade, you know, to say, to say the least. Rashad Higgins, Klepp, the Hive, Rashad Higgins, Hive. He's a good player. Uh, you know, we've got – this team has just weapons and is deep. You know, it kind of is like the, um, you know, the Bills roster. It's a, it's a lot like the, the Bucks roster, I think. I think, Klepp, you, you uh, say, you know, talk about a good thing with – the linebacking situation, obviously, bringing in Jeremiah Wuso koromoa I think that's a big, uh, big ad for them. Greg Newsom. I mean, if you've listened to this podcast at all for the past, you know, six months, I've been really preaching the, uh, preaching the church of uh, of Andrew Barry and what he was able to do, not only you know this offseason but last offseason in the way that they're building a team. I think Kevin Stefanski is a really darn good head coach who makes really good decisions, and you know this team I think overperformed last year. Uh, a lot of it had to do with him. And, and Baker, a lot of this, too, comes from the fact that I think Baker is going to continue to progress and just be more confident. I'm, I mean, obviously, his, he has some physical limitations, but he really heated up down the stretch um, in, in the regular season last year, and I think he played well against the Chiefs. Obviously, he didn't have that you know, historic performance to, uh, to bring the Browns to the AFC Championship game, but I just uh, there's a lot to like about this team, I think, from a roster construction standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, um, and from a quarterback standpoint, too, so... They really just check all the boxes for me, um, and I think they, you know, I think the Ravens are are definitely my number two, but I think the Browns are a definitive number one for me uh, in this division. Yeah, I would push back against them having the highest floor in the division because there's a lot of divas on this team, and if things go bad, they're going to go really bad. That's just how it works, I think. Um, Baker's also less proven than Lamar, in my opinion. The franchise, as as a, from as a whole, is less proven than the Ravens are. Um, I think they have the best roster. I don't want to underestimate that, but I just think that the Ravens are a little bit more of a known commodity, and you're putting a lot of stock into what happened last year with the Browns, when they were still kind of the Browns a little bit. Um, so I think that that should be taken into account. Their, their schedule last year wasn't particularly uh, difficult. Yeah, it wasn't, and it's kind of not really this year either, which is why I think, I mean, this is a team that I think is capable of winning 12 games. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that that's like, much. you know. Sorry, I was just going to say, much easier than the Ravens too, I might add. The Ravens have a much more difficult last eight games. That that played into my bet as well, I should have said it. The Ravens have a much more difficult kind of second half of the season than the Browns do. Go ahead, Lee, sorry. Yeah, um, I just think that, you know, I am that guy. How much better does Odell make the Browns? They looked pretty damn good last year. As a, How much worse does he make I'm them? not saying he makes them worse, but it's like, I don't know, maybe he makes them more worse than he does better with the fact that he's demanding the football and that their offense is extremely efficient when he wasn't in it. As a matter of fact, it was the most efficient I've seen a Browns offense in my life. And he was in it for the two years before that. And I know, granted, there was a different coach or whatever, but like, I don't know. How much better is he really going to make it? I think that's a legitimate question. Um, I think that they have the best running backs in the NFL. They have the best two running backs in the NFL. Um, I think Baker's good. Like, he's, he's fine. He's better than I thought he was. I've kind of had – I've been up and down on Baker. I obviously loved him in college. He was awesome. And then after I saw him in the NFL a little bit, I just thought, man, Cleveland, it's not going to work. The whole interceptions thing was an issue. I think Stefanski is obviously a great coach. Um, the secondary is awesome. I love what they did in the draft. Klepp, I agree with your sentiment about the inside of the offensive line, but Miles Garrett's a game wrecker, um, and they've got pieces on this defense for sure. 
But I don't know. I, I, I will say, and I, I think this team is going to make the playoffs, but this is their first year, I think, that they're going to be really taken seriously. Um, and they have it. They have a little bit of something to back it up. Where they went to the playoffs last year. Where, and they, where, huh? Where do you see kind of like the crack in the armor coming from? You really like you think just the egos of the team are going to bring the team down if they face, you know, any adversity? Absolutely, absolutely. Especially with how high the you don't expectations think Stefanski, are. You don't think you don't put any you know stock into Stefanski or the coaching staff or the, or the culture that he's building there. No, I, know, put, I put being, stock into that. I don't think it's like foolproof, though. I don't think it's more powerful than like the egos on the team. And I think that their first six games, you know, five of them. Are you just referring to Odell too? It's like who are you referring to? It's as not like just the, Odell. It's Baker. It's Landry. Like Baker's got an ego. Baker has had some issues with coaches. Baker's had some issues with his temper. It's not just Odell. Um. But I just think if they start the season, you know, five weeks in and they're not where they're supposed to be, and they're or six weeks in and they're two and three going into week six, and people are making comments, you know, that is a concern for sure. Um, I think that's definitely a concern. I yeah, I don't like necessarily think it's all going to be good with Odell and Jarvis Landry. Like I just don't, I'm not buying into them just being two sick receivers that are best bros and have, how many games do you think they're going to win this year? How many games do I think they're going to win? Uh, like you think they're going to make the playoffs, right? Yeah. Just like said 10. That. I think they'll win 10 games. Um, I mean, call me a fool. I, I still don't think they're better than the Steelers long term. Like I just don't, I just don't think, I do not think that, they're better, and maybe I'll be proven wrong. I'm just not ready to just buy completely into the Browns being this juggernaut because they were last year. Um, I just I, I don't know. I don't I I could be wrong, and Stefanski could be Kyle Shanahan 2.0 or whatever, where he's the he's quietly the best coach in the NFL because I think that is kind of how you're seeing. This I mean, team. do you are you are you just like painting? Like you actually, you think they're going to win ten games? Like you think they're going to make the playoffs? Yet you think the Steelers and the Ravens are better than them? Yeah, I think that they're more trustworthy organizations with, with like, just like a better culture. Like, that's kind of the bottom line. I don't think that that's like really a hot take either. Like, I don't know what the Browns' culture is yet. They did really well last year, and they finished the season really strong. Um, and then they lost in the playoffs to the Chiefs in a really close game that they probably should have won. And. Now everyone's saying they have the best roster in the NFL and that they're a Super Bowl contender. And I'm just – I just think that's a great opportunity to play devil's advocate because it's the Browns. And last time I was hearing that the Browns were a Super Bowl contender was the year that they signed Odell and everyone was talking about them and they, and they sucked. And I'm not saying they're going to suck, but it's just like I don't think they're – I don't think that they're as bona fide – do you think they would have sucked in 2019 if Stefanski was their coach? Or they would have I don't know, man. That's like been... a backtracking kind of question. Like, probably not because Stefanski is a better coach than what's yeah, his name, Freddie Kitchens. Yeah. Then I don't. But then I don't know kind of how relevant it is to like bring it but up. But I also think when... Stefanski caught a lot of people by storm last year, being a first-year head coach, and that I just don't think that that's necessarily going to be super sustainable, and that he's just going to keep winning like every coach who has one really, really good year their first year is going to keep winning. Like maybe he's in the McVay category or the Shanahan category. Maybe a Nagy. But I'm not – yeah, I'm not saying that – I think – I mean, I think I think it's fair what you're saying. Like I just kind of wanted to push back because you kind of said the same thing last year, you know, when they had Sheldon Richardson on their team. It was kind of like the same, like, oh, the, this team kind of blew yeah, up. Yeah, but and I, and I was wrong last him. year, but I was right the year before. So, like, I'm, yeah, I'm and, one and, and one. Yeah, and the – the one I know, and the one-year coach, you know, what's whatever his name is, I completely forget his name. Kitchens. I want to call him like Buddy Johnson. Yeah, Hitchens. Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens. 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 Yeah, Freddie Kitchens. You know, I mean, I think that's I think that's a pretty notable like point of context. The guy who Baker saying. wanted to get hired. I mean, he's a rookie. Like, uh, like the, the guy who they were know? winning games with at the end of the year, and then all of a sudden it didn't work. Like. I don't know, man. It's just like revisionist history to be like, oh, yeah, that was a bad move, and Stefanski was the right. The Browns have spent well, no, like 30 just, years trying to find the right coach. 
They finally found like a guy same... who's good. Um, I know, but if I were to say, if I were to say, oh, the Lions are going to suck this, are going to suck this year because they have a bad uh, culture, and like the difference between Matt Patri- Patricia and Dan Campbell is like, the, no, there's a difference there. Like you can't like what? There's new culture that was came in and, and established by a new coach. I didn't say. And I, a new I said they have a worse too. culture than Pittsburgh and Baltimore. And I don't really believe in that, in like them being a bona fide Super Bowl uh, that's, contender. That's fair. I, I'm, my only, my only I'm, point was to say that I'm you, talking about them as one what one. people talk about the Browns as, which is a bona fide Super Bowl contender. And I'm just pushing back against I, that. I understand. I'm not ready to jump on that train. That's all I'm saying. Maybe. But you uh, think they're a ten-win team? Yes, I. They have. I think they have arguably a top three roster in the NFL, and I'd be. They. They should be. Bitterly disappointed if they don't win 10 games. Bitterly disappointed if they don't. So they should. I mean, they won 10 games last year, right? In a season with one less game. So, yeah, they should. But yep. I, I think that's being pretty low on the Browns is saying they're going to win 10 games. Let's uh, let's get on to the, the Ravens here. They're just your little PFF um, baby. You just love to protect the Browns. It's like... <laughs> I just, I just believe, I just really like, I just really like what they're building, man. Yeah, I, I like and, it. When, I like it when Tommy's got himself a, a strong opinion. <laughs> uh, uh, Lee, Lee, you said the same thing last year about the Browns. This is your whole, this is your whole thing. They don't have a good culture, and they're, they're, lot, they're, you know, where them hose at Sheldon Rankins or whatever his name is is gonna like, you know, break uh, this team apart. What's his name? Not Sheldon Rankins. Yeah, and, Sheldon and, and that was the case, and then Odell got injured, and they were much better. Like they were, they were significantly better after Odell got injured. Yeah, I mean, I just don't. You're, so. I mean, I guess we'll we'll see what we'll see how you rank the teams. We'll see how you rank the teams, and like, you, what would you set there? Would you take them under ten and a half? Last question. I think their win total is ten and a half. Would you like confidently bet that? No, or? I wouldn't bet that. There's a lot of other totals I would bet, but if I had to bet it, I would take the under. Yes. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ravens, baby. Uh, a team that. Lamar last year finally got off that playoff schneid, uh, beat the the Titans, and then um, who did they lose to? They lost to the, the Bills um, yep. oh, in, a, in, a, in a close-fought game, but Lamar threw that pick six, and that was kind of that. And then Snoop um, came in. Tyler Huntley came in and almost saved it, or at least the cover for me. Um, <laughs> uh, the... This is a team I think is is pretty strong. Um, they've lost a, a couple pieces on on defense, uh, notably Matt Judon, who uh, went over to the Patriots. So um, I'm not quite uh, as confident in this defense that I have uh, been in in past years. Uh, Earl Thomas uh, also has left, but um, or was that he he left last year too, right? Yeah, that was a yeah. Um, but, you know, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, uh, a strong corner uh, duo. So, I, I don't know. This is this is a good team. I, my thing with the, the Ravens is that they kind of have a formula with Lamar Jackson that works for the regular season, and they can win from, you know, 10 to, 10 to 12 games a year just using uh, Lamar's skill and their offensive philosophy. Um, and then – it comes playoff time and, and, you know, they're not up by 10 in the third quarter and they're not able to bleed out the clock or kind of pin their ears back on defense. And, uh, they, they have a hard time playing from behind. So, uh, while I think this team is pretty strong, I'm still hesitant to say that they're going to do, um, anything really special, uh, this year. Their receiver room is, is concerning to me uh, as well. But I also do think that uh, J.K. Dobbins is set to have a, a pretty good uh, second year in the league. Lee, what do you what do you kind of stand on the on the Ravens? Um, I mean, I believe in the coaching, I believe in the culture, and I believe that as long as Lamar Jackson's been in the league, this is a team that I don't know the number off the top of my head, but they've got to be winning at least eighty percent of their regular season games somewhere in that ballpark. Um, don't really see enough overwhelming reasoning to say that's not going to happen. Um, 
I think you can only figure out Lamar Jackson so much. Um, I've never thought he was that great of a passer, but he's an efficient quarterback. He's the best athlete to ever play the position. They have a solid offensive line. Um, I like that they got Rashad Bateman. I think he definitely uh, strengthens their receiving room. Uh, still want to see more from Hollywood Brown. Haven't given up on him as a legitimate wide receiver in the NFL, but I think Lamar limits him to a certain extent. Mark Andrews is really good. I think J.K. Dobbins is due for a huge year after kind of being subdued a little bit last year. Um, so I'm not really – I don't have too many concerns about the offense. I think they have great depth on their offensive line. Ben Bredesen, Ben Cleveland, Ben Powers, the Ben triad. I didn't even realize that until I said it. Um Ronnie Stanley, obviously, coming off an injury, going to be huge to get him back. Um, and then their defense is really just rock solid. I don't think that it's, like, insanely good, but solid depth, good players. I, I haven't really seen Calais Campbell slow down too hard. Derek Wolf. I guess they've got some guys who are older, but I still think they're effective. Uh, Tommy's guy, Patrick Queen, is awesome. Clep, our guy, Malik Harrison, I think balled out a little bit. He's proven that he can be a solid player. Um, obviously Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey is a great duo at corner. Um, so not too many things to be concerned about on the defensive side of the ball either. Um, I love John Harbaugh as a coach. I think they've got some great coordinators. I think they can make an argument for being one of the best coaching staffs in the NFL. And although Tommy said it, I don't know how much more difficult their schedule is than Cleveland. Uh, I'm just looking at it now doesn't really look like that much more difficult. I guess they play the Rams um, late in the year, and they play Packers. Green Bay. But so do the, 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 the Browns play Green Bay late in the year. Um, so, yeah, I'm not overwhelmed by the schedule for them. Um, so I expect them to be absolutely in the playoff hunt, um, although they might regress a little bit because Lamar, I think, can only get away for so long without being a more accurate and efficient passer. Yeah, hard not to uh, disagree. I mean, I kind of see the Ravens and the Browns similarly. I think this is a really good coaching staff, awesome front office. I mean, you know, trading uh, Orlando Brown for what they, you know, the the package they got in return and then bringing in Alejandro Villanueva, I think that's just, you know, prime example of how you uh, how you roster build. Um, Clep, I kind of disagree. I, I think this is the best the receiving core has been since Lamar has been there. I think Rashad Bateman really does that and should be the number one from day one, getting my guy Tylen Wallace in the fourth round too to pair with Marquise Brown, Sammy Watkins, Devin DuVernay. I think this is probably the best receiving core that Lamar Jackson has had. Obviously, I know I'm doing a little bit of projection there with, with Bateman, but I really have high hopes for him in, in uh, year one as a, you know, just the route running ability and separation ability that he brings to the table. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys, this team is deep. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, Top five corner in the NFL, really, really hell of a player. And then, you know, Patrick Queen had some had a rough kind of rookie year, some up and downs, but just the athlete that he is. So this team, you guys mentioned the aging, you know, players in Clayus Campbell, Brandon Williams, Derek Wolf, but you still have some depth, uh, you know, behind there. And then getting a guy like Odafe Jason Owe, you know, bring him in, put him in this uh, this system, the type of athlete that he is. Um, I just think this team is is a pretty surefire bet for the playoffs and I think it's you know I think the worst it can get for them is probably second in in this division I I have a hard time seeing this team losing more than you know nine eight games so nine games really so yeah I'm I'm high on this team too Uh, I think they're going to be in the mix come come playoff time but I think you guys both raise really good points about just kind of the this how this team's ceiling is kind of curbed a little bit just in the playoffs and playing from behind, just not something they're really designed to do. And until they really can adapt to that and evolve, this is going to be be a team that I think is, you know, going to have a hard time getting to a Super Bowl and, and then winning one if they can do that. So, yeah, I, t- um, I, I, I agree with you in, in the sense with two, just on the wide receiver point. Um, my whole thing, though, is just that it hasn't really been good since Lamar has, has been there. And then this offseason, you saw how. You know, free agent receivers weren't too interested uh, in, in even going to, to Baltimore. So I think they're doing the right thing by kind of, you know, taking a taking a flyer on a guy like Sammy Watkins, but then drafting, you know, two receivers relatively high in the draft and, and having to develop it that way. But it's just more of that concern for me where, um, you know, 
guys like Kenny Galladay and, and Juju Smith-Schuster like didn't want to go to Baltimore. Yeah. Um, so, uh, anyway, we can move on to the Steelers here. Uh, Lee, do you want to do you want to start this one off? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think that the Steelers are getting an unfair criticism for their offensive line. I've made that pretty clear. Um, Kevin Dotson's one of the best young guards in the league. J.C. Hassenauer was a starting center last year. They drafted a kid named Kendrick Green out of Illinois. He's pretty good. B.J. Finney's a good depth guard who was a starter last year. Uh, Trey Turner was starting for the Chargers last year. Solid guard. Um, I think there's an argument to be made that their tackles are average between uh, Chukwuma Orakafor and Zach Banner and Joe Haig kind of being a swing guy. Um, they drafted a guy named Dan Moore. But I just don't really see how this is a bottom-tier offensive line. I just don't really see that. Um, and I think that the reason they're getting so much hate is because historically they've had such a good offensive line, and now the, that they don't have this overwhelmingly good offensive line, people are kind of poking holes at it. Um, when in reality, again, we've looked through almost every roster in the NFL right now, I, I wouldn't grade this any worse than an average offensive line. I don't think it's bad. I think it's a little unfair to say it's bad, especially if a guy like Kendrick Green is like solid. Um, so I don't know where necessarily where that is all coming from. I think their offensive line's average, like I said. I think Najee Harris is the best running back in the draft. I expect him to be an absolute workhorse for them. Um, they've got solid receivers. I think Juju Smith-Schuster is their third best receiver behind Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson. Love the selection of Pat Fryermuth in the draft. I think he's going to kind of take that starting position at tight end relatively quickly. Uh, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is the worst quarterback in the division. That's kind of the problem here. Um, and me being kind of the resident Steelers guy hopes that Ben can figure it out um, this year. I think he knows he's, like, not good anymore, kind of. And But he, he obviously thinks he's good enough to still compete for a Super Bowl. I think this is his last year in the league. I think he's going to kind of give it his all. I don't know if it's going to be enough. That's the underlining factor on this team that makes me not believe in them. It's Ben Roethlisberger. It's not the offensive line. It's not the lack of corners. I think their defense is really good, especially with Devin Bush back. They've got a great defensive line. Um, questions at cornerback, sure, but same guys they trotted out last year. They did pretty well. Minka Fitzpatrick's awesome at safety. Uh, so I don't really think there are many problems with the defense. I just really think it all comes down to Ben Roethlisberger, and the reason why I can't completely instill confidence in the Steelers team is because of Ben Roethlisberger and his inability to be um, a good quarterback for the last three, four years in the NFL. He's just no longer good. He's kind of damaged goods. He's kind of like a Phillip Rivers now. Um, I would even venture to say he might be a little bit worse than Phillip Rivers because he got away with physical gifts for a long time that he just kind of doesn't have anymore. So that's kind of where I feel about Pittsburgh. Um, their schedule's not easy, so, you know, they're, they, they've they got, you know, I think they've got a lot to prove after kind of petering out last year. I don't want to underestimate them too much, but I don't want to get over my skis here with the Steelers, so interested to see what you guys think about that, about that breakdown. Well, uh, uh, lastly, too, Lee, a big, big draft that, that a lot of guys that you liked. Absolutely. Um, with Najee Harris, Pat Fryermuth, even further down the line with uh, Quincy Roche. Buddy Johnson and Quincy yeah, Roche, buddy. yeah. Yeah, I want to say, so, too, Cassius Marsh is my least favorite player in the NFL. Like, I don't know why he's on the roster. It really bothers me that he's on the roster because watching the Browns game last year in the playoffs, Cassius Marsh played way too much, and I swear to God, he just got ragdolled. Like, he looked like you put, like, some kid, you you plucked some kid out of, like, a high school and put a Steelers uniform on him and just, like, told him what to do every play, and he was just getting manhandled. Every single play, just watching him was sad. So the fact that he got invited back to camp is just like kind of surprising to me. He needs to like go. He needs to retire and become like a professional video game player or something like that because he's no longer of, of use. He lives in he lives in Tate's building supposedly. Yeah. Well, there's no surprise there. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my breakdown. Um, yeah. I, I like the Steelers. I think um, I think they can be good. Uh, I think Lee, you pretty much uh, summed it up. I'm I'm with you on the O line thing. Uh, it's just hard for me to forget how the season ended for them last year. I mean, they started out; they were the last undefeated team uh, 
and what lost like six of their last seven games yep. or whatever, five of their last six, and then they were pretty much out of of the playoff game against the Browns before it even started. And and you know Roethlisberger played horribly, so um, that's what is is holding me back from kind of saying that I think this team will you know, repeat potentially as, as division champions. I, I love the coaching staff. Um, and I think that um, the defense is going to be, if not the best, one of the best uh, units in the NFL, just with the front seven and especially with getting Devin Bush back. Um, Tommy, I mean, you've talked about Alex Highsmith, TJ Watt, you know, maybe that you could maybe make an argument. That's some of the best tandem rushers uh, in the, in the league. So, there's a lot to like about this team. I think, I think we'll know within like the first three to four games of the year mm. um, whether or not they're contenders or not. Yeah, totally, Cliff. Great point. Um, yeah, I'll hop in here. I, I think you guys know where I'm going with this. Um, I don't think the bottom's going to fall out for the Steelers. I think you guys bring up some great points, especially on their defense. With back-to-back BJP sleeper episode alumni in Alex Highsmith and Kendrick Green going to the Steelers. Got to love what they're doing uh, from a roster construction standpoint there. Najee Harris is an elite running back prospect. Uh, he should be have you know the full the full gambit of a workload from, from day one. Fryer Muthley, you pointed out, I mean, this the receiving core, really darn good. Juju, Chase Claypool, and Deontay Johnson. Um, some, some points uh, of disagreement. I don't think you can call this offensive line unit average. Uh, I like Kendrick Green a lot, too, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's starting um, at center or potentially even guard from day one, but I think they need to earn that. I'm not willing to go out on a limb after all that they've all they've lost in Villanueva and, and Pouncey and DeCastro. Those are three long-standing starters for your team. Um, I think you're kind of being a little too charitable to this unit. Uh, I think they need to prove that in my estimation. And you guys bring up the best point. I mean, Ben, I don't understand how you can have, you know, how your expectations can't be tempered when you, both of you think that Ben Roethlisberger isn't good anymore. I think, you know, that just, I, I think this is a sinking ship. I think they've, they've done a lot of patchwork. I think that they're going to, you know, I think this defense, I completely agree with you guys. This is a really awesome defensive unit. Um, You know, Joe Hayden is still playing at a nice level despite getting older. They don't really have a lot of weaknesses, and we forgot to even mention Melvin Ingram coming in. With high, I mean, this is a this is a really deep, good defense. But offensively, I think we saw I, I, the stat that I kept using from last year is, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger was the quickest quarterback to get the ball out of his hands um, by a significant margin in the NFL last year, and a lot of that I had to do with the combination of their defense. I mean, their offensive line, and you know the the great weapons that they have, and I don't think he's going to be afforded that kind of opportunity and Lee you talked about the physical gifts that he used to rely on how he simply doesn't have that anymore I mean this is a guy that needs needs adequate protection for their offense to be what it was last year and this was a team that you know a lot of people thought were were overrated and and were a fraudulent 11-0 team I know I sort of thought that as well Um, definitely didn't see the bottom falling out like it did uh, especially in that playoff game that we just referenced but this team is, is clearly in the third or fourth spot for me. I think that since they're much closer to Cincinnati and Cincinnati is much closer to them than they are to, to Baltimore or Cleveland. So I'm, I'm definitely out on the Steelers this year. I disagree wholeheartedly with that. Wholeheartedly. The fact that they're closer to Cincinnati. I just think that... They're closer to Cincinnati, man. Yeah, I just think that that's ridiculous. Based off what's happened, the past, even with it's Ben Roethlisberger that, hey, being, hey, the... <laughs> being bad. Well, Sorry, well, th- Think about this. We, Sorry. You're good. I'm just saying the brain trust is broken. I love it. The brain trust is broken. Let me, this let is me, also, I want to say one thing too. First of all, you said he won't be afforded the opportunity to get the ball out quick, which doesn't make any sense. Second of all, what do you mean? How does that not make any he's sense? He's still going to be able to get the ball out quick. The fact that his offensive line would be worse hypothetically doesn't mean he's not going to be able to get the ball out quick. If he was still getting the ball out quickly, he's not going to be able to get the ball out less quickly. Like, Yes, he will. If there's if pressure gets to him quicker, if they're off the line, dude. Look at the then. average of how fast he was getting the ball out. He literally avoided pressure through getting the ball out quickly. That was a plus in his game. That is a plus in his game. 
That's what makes it so that the offensive line doesn't have to be that dominant because he can get the ball out so quickly. And that's what teams started to figure out down the line is this is what they do. This is how they operate. So we're going to play this type of short zone defense that we're going to be able to close on. Washington did it really well. We're going to be able to close on these windows. Also, this is a team that was rudderless at the running back position last year. And I know you don't think that's very important. But having a presence like Najee Harris to be able to add a dynamic of a, of a rushing attack to their offense that they have not had in the past five, seven years is going to be, I think, really yeah, big for them. I, I also want to say, too, they, they got rid of Randy Fitcher, uh, who was the OC last year, and, and brought in Matt Canada. And I thought, um, I, I, as a James Conner fantasy owner, the way that they operated in the red zone last year was just infuriating. They were running end arounds with Chase Claypool on like the three yard line. I think that um, you know the running game and stuff will. It was I think it was potentially, it, statistically speaking, like was the worst running running uh, game in the NFL, um, just on, like on a yards per game basis. Um, so I, I think there's nowhere nowhere really to go but up uh, for that. If I'm yeah, not mistaken, I, I I concede that I concede that point, but I will say like how much does that matter? Like how many wins does is Najee Harris going to give this offense when their passing attack I still think is going to be completely you know castrated and they, they you're going to have to rely on a, a running game that I think one I think and the offensive line in my opinion has regressed too. I just I think yes they are upgrading in the run game and with Najee Harris like I would not deny that at all. He's a first round talent at the running back position. But we even saw when Saquon went nuclear in his in his rookie year, the Giants won what three or four. Yeah, games? but the Giants just... sucked. Like like the Giants' defense sucked that year. Like they had nothing to rely yeah. on besides Saquon. Again, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying the Steelers are gonna. My question, my point is just more so like how many wins is that getting them? When I think that this offense is is the the ceiling of this offense. I think is completely. I think it adds more wins than just a good running back. It adds more wins in the way where you're adding a dynamic to your offense that defenses have to take account for now that they didn't really have to take account for before. And I think that that is pivotal, especially when your quarterback is aging to the level that he is. And when you're, when you have a super one dimensional offense with an aging quarterback that gets figured out down the line and you don't have a running game to fall back on. So you're throwing on first and second down a lot. You're doing this quick game and defenses figure it out. They got kind of got caught like a deer in headlights without any ulterior game plan. And that's why they ended up losing five of their last six games or whatever it was. And I think now if they yeah, have a little I, bit but also more... they they couldn't adjust with Roethlisberger too. It's not like you can be like, all right, let's push the ball down the field now. When you can't do that with Roethlisberger, like the, the, everything falls apart with me when you get back to the quarterback. If they had, I mean, you you brought it, and that's my whole thing with the Bengals too. It's like Joe Burrow probably is, I think, is probably the best. I mean, I'm give it to Lamar, but like very well could be the best quarterback in this division this year. And that all, that just in isolation, comparing Burrow to Roethlisberger, I think makes like I, I, it's just like the Steelers' ceiling is so curbed if their quarterback play is as bad as I'm making it sound, and and you guys seem to concede that to a certain extent. Like, how good can this team be if Roethlisberger is a bottom twenty-five quarterback in the NFL? Bottom twenty-five. Yeah, or bottom five, whatever. Bottom seven. Uh, twenty-five to thirty-two. Yeah, I don't think he'll be bottom seven, um, just because he's experienced. I mean, what did he? I mean, look at—he threw for three thousand eight hundred yards, thirty-three touchdowns, and ten picks last year. So I mean, obviously, I don't think he's that good. But like, it's not like he's just like finished. Um, I do think he's the worst quarterback in the division, but I don't think he's like the laughing stock of the division. That's what it seems that you're making it out to be. I'm, I'm not—I don't agree with that. I think that there's still a little bit of game left there. I think they learned a lot and got humbled from last year because they have a really good head coach and they have a really good culture that breeds stuff like that where it's like, hey, we got our asses kicked last year, the last seven weeks of the season, and we need to do something to change that. And they fired their offensive coordinator and they changed their philosophy and they got laughed at for drafting a running back. And I just want them to rub it in everyone's face. That's part of what I'm but saying. But also, also, and, and maybe, maybe this is unfair a little bit, but I think it's Again, I think Tomlin is a, is a great coach, but I also think his ceiling is, is curbed a little bit. I mean, this is a team that has vastly underperformed since going to the Super Bowl in 2011 and losing to the Packers, and they haven't won a Super Bowl in you know 15 years or whatever it is now, 14 years in the, the well, Cardinals game. I mean, like, this is a team that could never get over the hump in, the past, in this past decade, and they're getting worse and worse. So I think that there also is a ceiling. We talked about the Ravens. Like I think there's even more of kind of a... 
you know, a cement ceiling with, with the Steelers that they can't really break through. And I think that's just exacerbated by, by their quarterback. So, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Tomlin will always lose games that he should win. That's kind of been the thing on him. But I think that he's a tremendous coach. I think that you can poke at John Harbaugh for similar reasons. Oh, he only has one Super Bowl in however many years. You can poke at a lot of different coaches for not winning more Super Bowls. I mean, Andy Reid was one of them for a long time, too. But no one, just, Tomlin had a much better roster than both of those coaches. I mean, with the Le'Veon, the Antonio days, obviously there's, you know, and we don't have to get into this whole thing, but I just think it's a point worth mentioning with Tomlin that, you know, he's, he's kind of like Pete Carroll East in, in some ways. Like, I kind of see them similarly. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess so. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Um, I just think that this is going to be a very competitive team. I don't think any team is going to walk into into Pittsburgh and, and beat up on the Steelers like it's nothing. Um, and I think that is a little bit how you're making it sound. Uh, and I expect them to have a kind of a different philosophical approach to this year. And I absolutely expect them to be in the playoff mix, for sure. I'm not as confident that they'll make the playoffs as I am with the the Ravens or the Browns because of the quarterback situation. But I think it'd be silly. And a lot of people are doing it. I think it would be silly to rule the Steelers out because they have a bad offensive line or because they drafted a running back in the first round or because Roethlisberger sucks. I just think that that's an oversimplification of what this team has done since Mike Tomlin has been the head coach. And I personally, now I'm speaking from an emotional standpoint, would love to see them prove these people wrong because I think football is about so much more than the kind of outside look at, oh, well, their offensive line is worse. Well, it's like, I don't know if it's that worse. The guys that left, Pouncey, Villanueva, and DeCastro, were all old and injured. And, like, the fact that they've replaced those guys with unproven players is like, okay, we'll see. But I look at their depth chart and they have depth. They've ha- they have a hand- they have seven guys who've started NFL games before on the offensive line. They drafted a dude who we all like, who could start for them. They have one of the best young guards in the NFL. Like it's just not really connecting for me that they're this offensive line is going to just go belly up, um, and they're just going to be you know Roethlisberger is going to be on his ass all game. I just think that you know they kind of figured out okay Jets the Jets I I think I mean the Jets have a more proven offensive line than the Steelers and you said the Jets have a, a bad bad line. I think that's totally a subjective argument that I'm not even really willing to get into right now because that's fine that you have that opinion I can't like tell you you're wrong but I just don't really think that that's Do you think the Steelers have a better line than yes. the Jets? Yes. Yes. Clep to you? Yes. All right. Like, Fair enough. I, yeah, I do. Um so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I am going to have trouble placing these teams. I Maybe I'll be a goofball and say that maybe three teams make the playoffs again. I think that's less likely to happen. Um, I think the AFC is is pretty good. It's, it's fairly deep, I think. And um, I think that one of these teams is probably going to get left out of the, of the group. But I for sure think that there are going to be three teams in this division that are all pushing for the playoffs come week you know, 15 through 17 or whatever it is now, 18. Let me, let me extend a question to you guys. I want, let's compare the Steelers to like, uh, let's go, th- so the, the, the Patriots and the Dolphins. Do you think the Steelers, would you put them like ahead of the Dolphins? I'd put them ahead yeah. of the Dolphins. Patriots? 100%. And then with, with the Titans and the Colts, do you think the Titans and the Colts are, are both better than them? No, not definitively, no. Not at all. I would say that the Steelers are right in that group. To, I, I I agree. I think, I I mean it'd be an interesting maybe uh, thought experiment to like I I think like the the Steelers, Browns, Ravens, Titans, and and Colts are kind of like the middle class of the AFC. I would throw the Patriots in there too. Chargers, in Chargers. I was gonna say. Yeah. I wouldn't put the Chargers. Chargers. Yeah, I don't know the Chargers. Uh, I wish the coaching staff was different. Um. I don't know. I think the AFC just has like a lot of like good teams. Yeah. So, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, I I would put them ahead of the Dolphins though for sure because I think, I think the defenses could be kind of equal, and then I think the the I have just much more faith in in the Steelers' offense, um, and then New England. 
Um, I, I like, I don't know. I think, uh, I think New England and, and, and Pittsburgh are, are pretty, uh, similar in some ways. So I agree, Clep. I agree. It's kind of like a niche offense. Like, I don't think it'll be sexy, but yeah. I think it, it could work. Yeah. So. Yep. That's fair. And I want to say too, that for all this to work, Najee Harris needs to be phenomenal, which I don't doubt he will be. I just want to put an underline on that. If Najee Harris has an incredible rookie year, which I think he will, this will it will make the machine go. In my opinion, I really do think it's that big of a deal because I don't. I think James Conner and Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland were was such a porous group where you couldn't rely on any of those running backs to do really anything right consistently, and now you're just getting a bona fide horse, in my opinion, who I think is just going to change the way your offense operates because of his effectiveness and his ability to do things that those other guys cannot do. Um, and I do think it's going to open things up for them. Lee, do you want to kick us off with your uh, rankings? Yeah, I'll kick us off. I'll kick us off. I um, feel like I have to get a little emotional here because why not? It's our podcast. We pay the bills here. Um, and I would, I would be really pissed if I didn't pick the Steelers uh, and they did well. Um so I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm going to say the Steelers are going to win the division. Um, and I'm going to say the Browns are going to come in second and the Ravens are going to come in third. And the Bengals are going to come in fourth. And I'm going to say all three of those top teams are going to win nine or more games. And I'm not – I don't want to be like I'm putting my foot down. I'm not confident that this is going to happen. I just really think it's a shuffle at the top. I think all three of those teams are in a similar category – and I'm just kind of going with my heart on it. So I think they're all going to win nine or more games. I think we're going to see nine, 10, 11 wins at the top. And, and those three teams are going to be in the order. I'm going to go Steelers, Browns, Ravens, Bengals for my own, for my own personal purposes. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to do uh, – I think this is going to be fun because I think we're, we're, all, we're all going to have different answers. So I'm going to put the Bengals in last – I'm going to put the Steelers third. Uh, I'm going to put the Browns second. And uh, I'm going to put the Ravens first just because I I trust their process in the regular season. Yeah, slight slight difference for me. I'll go Browns at first, Ravens at second. And uh, as much as I want to put the Steelers last, I'll put them at third and, and the Bengals right on their tail at, uh, at fourth. Ooh. Lee. Yes. What do you think about a season-long uh, – Brown Steelers wins bet, and I'll give you one and a half games. Um, Browns minus one and a half. I just don't really. I mean, yeah, I guess I would consider it. I have to look through. I'm not like. Consider it. Consider it. I'm not like trying to be all confident that the Steelers are going to be like better than everyone. Um, I just don't really think there's that big of a difference. So, yeah, I would consider it. I think you muted yourself. No, I was just I was just nodding. Oh, I, I I'm, just nodding. I've got a mad lag going. You're, I'm watching you yeah. like 30 seconds ago. <laughs> Brown Steelers got, wins bet, and I'll give you one and a half. I'm watching that right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Some passion. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get back to you about that. I would consider it for fun. Um, but it's not really – I don't know, man. It's not really something I want to put money on because I, I think the wheels could come off with Pittsburgh too. You what's, know? What's, what's Pittsburgh's first four games? I was just looking. It's Bills, Raiders. Oh, let me get it. just lost it. Bills, Raiders. Oh, my computer is, is freaking out Mine right is now too. too. Like major freak out. <laughs> Um, it's also 80 degrees in the room I'm sitting in. Like I, <laughs> I'm gonna do it. On, I'm gonna look it up on my phone. I know the first one's the Bills, which I believe I like that Bills teaser like first first week. I think the Bills are six and a half or seven point favorites. I'm assuming um, that game's in Buffalo. I believe so. Buffalo, home Vegas, home Cincinnati, at Green Bay, home Denver, home Seattle. Bye.